Again to the Trash Collective. My name is Adam Schwally. And I'm Chris Bryan. And we have quite the episode to talk about today. We do. There was a lot that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, first up, the, I did notice when I was when I was loading up the show, you know, MTV has their schedule on their website. MTV, their website is where I go and watch it. And the episode title for this was Butthurt. And that's a pretty accurate episode title, I think. There was quite a bit of butthurt to be had all around. Whew, man, this episode was a roller coaster for me, but I don't think it was for a roller coaster for the reasons that you might think or that it might have been for you. Alright, so so why was it a roller coaster for you? I had a real swing of emotions, mostly from like, I can't believe this is happening, to I definitely can't believe this is happening. I was, yeah, I mean, um, I, I saw last season, and last season I thought was, the, those kids were ridiculous, but like, this season, um, they're giving those last kids a, a run for their money, for sure. Well, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with, like, the drama, or the, the way that the show is going, it's literally just specific things, it's like, this show is really dumb, and I can't believe it keeps getting dumber. Yeah, well, welcome to the party, man. It's not even, but... Okay, I'll just bring this up. We're not anywhere near where this happened. We haven't even started. They keep a hashtag balloon around, an inflatable pound symbol around, specifically, apparently, just so somebody can run up with their head through it being like, hashtag perfect match! Hashtag perfect match! That's a thing that happens on this episode! (laughs) Somebody has an inflatable pound sign around their head going, hashtag perfect match! What? What? They're just what? they're just being kids, just messing around, being like, "Oh, no, look at us, we're millennials." No, no. Here's what happened: some poor production intern sat there for like 15 minutes, blowing that thing up, getting all blue in the face, and then another production intern handed that to her and be like, "It'd be really funny if you ran up to them and said hashtag perfect match." That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, uh, I'm sorry it happened. I'm sorry you were so affected by it. <sighs> I'm traumatized. <laughs> Sometimes bad things happen to good people. I'm I'm sorry, Schwally. But that's what I'm talking about. How this was a real roller coaster for me. <laughs> I I just um like I lost my breath at that part. Like I like I got tight in my chest and like I started looking around. I'm like, is this really happening? Am I having a stroke right now? You you might have been. I don't see why it can't be both. It could be both. Uh, and if that's the case, then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I guess it's over if I had a stroke, but we'll power through as long as I can. All right. So where so where do we want to begin while, while dissecting what we have going on here? Well, I think we just started the beginning. You know, we're still coming down off of last week, how lots of people's hearts got broken, either because they realized that the people that they liked weren't their perfect match, or they realized that that million dollars was only $500,000 because of their the error of their ways. Uh, I, I, anytime now, um, I, at one point in the episode, Ryan Devlin says something like, you can win it all. And it's like, no, not a, you no. can't. <laughs> no, you can't. You can win half of it. That's that's not a dream for you anymore, kid. And so Cam is now officially on team, fuck you, get paid. And she's, good. Well, yeah. But she's, she's now joining up with Tyranny, who, joining up on the Tyranny side of things, being like, fuck you, money, money, I need that money, fuck you. Well, right. I mean, why, why else are you there? I mean, are you, are you planning on finding the person you're going to marry on Are You the One on an MTV reality show? Most of you are, like, in your early 20s. Yeah, that's 21, true. 21, 22, 20, you know, you go for the money, kid. And mo- but aren't most people on, the, but again, doesn't, uh, Bachelor probably also has a, Bachelor, I believe, has a cash prize as well for the winners, for the Bachelor and the Perfect Match. Uh, that I, I don't that know. Be, I, I don't actually watch the Bachelor. I guess that wouldn't really bachelor. be a prize. I guess that's just a payment because no matter what, the Bachelor is getting the mo- getting money, right? But you know that's why the show is called The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and not these thirty motherfuckers who most of them are going to go home, right? But uh, also, yeah, Michael's like they had like a one of those on camera segments with Cam talking about how 
talking about that money and Michael was there for no reason doing a dance? Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Just decided to back her up. Just sometimes you need your bro with you. Doing some weird dance and voguing for the camera, which was point one where I'm like, what is happening? That is what... I'd do it for you. That is Schwally loses his mind point one in this episode. People are starting to get out there more, you know, there's, you know... People are starting to get around that pool and being like, hey, how about you? You know, we haven't talked much. How about it? Which is good. That's what you need to do to win that money. You need to start talking to people. Right. And then we roll pretty much after, you know, all that scene of people having a real rough time, you know. Joey and Carolina being like, oh, no. And then, you know, everybody else being like, oh, God, why? The Uh, love of my last two weeks. (laughs) And then we get into the obstacle course, which instead of going for some, you know, real kinky shit that it's, they somehow got onto basic cable, they go for a goddamn pun. They, they have to crawl through the internet, which is a bunch of ropes, to find their answers to each other's dating profiles. Right. Yeah, that, that is, um, I don't know, it, how did you feel about it? Well, this is what I'm talking about where I'm back and forth. I'm up on, like, this show is so insane that they might be geniuses down to, oh, they made an internet pun for their challenge. So, like, I'm a, I'm on a downswing currently. This is this is where I'm coming down from the, like, can't believe what's happening so much that I don't know what to think. Where now I definitely know what to think, and I say this is butts. Hey, hey, this was, this was your idea to join me on this weird journey. Oh, I knew exactly what I'd be doing. It'd be me at points like this saying, this show's garbage and they should feel bad for making it. I, I you know, uh, I, I don't watch for the, the little, like, um, activities or anything. I mean, I think those are fun, but... Why would anybody? Yeah, they're not... I, I'm not saying you should, and I'm not saying that, of course, Chris likes this part. Nobody would like this part. Yeah, the, the they're, they're they're silly like every time, especially on this show. You know, like they, they they rarely have these kids like doing anything cool. At least with the last one, I could marvel at the fact that they're doing you know some eyes wide shut shit, and I'm like, wow, they're really going for it. At this one, I'm like, mm, okay. Have right. you ever been on? Have you ever been on like a team building retreat? No, I personally have not. I went on the, one of those a couple years ago when I became uh, an editor at the student newspaper. We did a bunch of this shit. Uh, I did a ropes course with a member with a, the head of a frat. Uh, it was a real weird time. Sounds like it. Yeah, every time I see this, it's just like they just took some stupid team building exercises and threw some dating shit in it. Yeah, that is that's what they did. It's lazy on their part. Shame on you, MTV. I'm just saying, with the last one, they had, like, a weird, weird, freaky sex element, and this one, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, just... They didn't even blindfold these motherfuckers. They didn't even blindfold these motherfuckers this time. They let them use their eyesight and everything. Like, where's the challenge? Right. How does it it go? I'm sure you have notes on on how the the results were. Well, Catherine is the corncob whisperer is a word-for-word note that I have written down. (laughs) She's got Hayden's number. He wants a six truck, obviously. She got that immediately, and they come in first. And the other two dates were Joey and Carrie, and uh, who who's the third date? Uh, it was Joey and Karen. Yeah, it was Joey and Carrie, and the other one they didn't focus on that date much. Oh, it was uh, Ozzy and. Oh right, Car- it was uh, Ozzy and Catherine. Yeah, uh, because no, Ozzy it- and Carolina, Ozzy and Carolina. Ozzy and Carolina, um, Catherine was with, who was Catherine, Catherine with? Catherine was with, uh, she was with Joey. No, Carrie was with Joey, with Joey. Catherine was with the, uh, with Hayden. I already said that. Catherine's the corncob whisperer. I'm going to have to edit that part out. That was just us being stupid. Yeah, that, no. No, well, no, I brought attention to it, so no, I won't edit it out. <laughs> just leave it there. No one's listening to this anyway. Oh, don't be like that. Oh, um, I, I went there. Eventually, we're going to be huge, and we're going to be selling mattresses every day. Every day, just come on, cranking out mattresses. We're going to get those square space. We're going to get that square space ad money. We're going to get that mattress money. We're going to get that blue apron money. We're going to get all the podcast ads that advertise on every podcast. And we're going to we're a podcast. They should be advertising on us too, but they won't if you have that attitude. 
Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I I now see the error in my ways. Good, you should. And I have a note here because obviously it was uh, Carolina and uh, and Ozzy because they had one of those stupid non not actually suspenseful suspenseful commercial breaks where they're about to announce who the third one was because three of the pe- like three of the groups like three of the teams had got the same amount of right answers so they were doing it based on time. Right. Uh, Catherine was the core cop whisperer. They got all five right. Uh, so, or was it Joey that got all five right? Anyway, one of them got all five right, and the one that had Carolina in it, who Joey's still fucking down in the dumps about, he's like, oh, it'd be super awkward if we went on this date, and Carolina's like, it'd be super awkward if he was there when we went on this date, and then it's like, <gasps> suspense, go to commercial. And I'm like, I'm not actually suspenseful. I'm not invested in this part at all. You're, And I feel like you have a very low opinion of your television show, if you feel like I need a suspenseful thing in front of every single commercial break or else I'm going to stop watching. Which, to be fair, you're right on the money, MTV. I would stop watching if I wasn't doing this podcast, regardless if you're suspense. See, you're who's being, who's being a negative Nancy now? MTV, Me, I'm sure, I some, am. I'm sure I'm somebody negative. put their heart and soul into this show. Hi, I'm negative Nancy, and welcome to the Trash Collectors. I'm your co-host. There's some PA that worked really hard on this, and you're just letting them down, just... Smashing not, his dude, shit it's not the, the PA's shit. fault. It's not the PA's fault. I'm sure he set up those craft services tables real well. It's all the people. It's the producers, not their assistants. It's the producers who are doing a shit job. They're ruining it for all the PAs on the ground. Look, the PAs are just trying to make a living in Hollywood, man. Yeah, I feel for them, man. The people at the bottom of the totem pole, bottom of the totem pole, nothing but respect. People at the top, fuck them. You said it. Fuck them. Fuck you, MTV! <laughs> Bring back Daria! <laughs> Bring back Kurt Loader! Bring back Aeon Flux! Oh, they should. They really should. That'd be pretty sweet. Like, you know, Teen Wolf to Aeon Flux to Teen Mom 2. There you go. Yeah, that, that's the perfect block Oh, make right me there. an MTV exec. <laughs> shit, you got it. I got this shit. You go down there, you tell them I gave you the job. I will. I'm, I'm sure okay. your name has a lot of cash there. Oh, Chris Bryant, he watches everything that we do, regardless oh, of how trash it is. <laughs> that guy that talks shit on the internet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm the guy who talks shit. You're the guy who's like, nah, nah, it's not that bad. And then no, I, 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 I genuinely enjoyed this episode. I know you did, and I had more fun with this episode than the previous two, but I'm still not enjoying it. I, I for one, will just say, I, I was excited to know whether or not they were all going to have an awkward date. And I was really relieved to find out that they were going, indeed, on an awkward date. They, yes, they are, in fact, going on an awkward date, because of course they are. They wouldn't even set up that suspense if they weren't. Right. Like, if there was, if there was no payoff, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have done it. And so, yeah, but hey, it's a monkey date. Yo, it's a monkey date. That's a pretty good date. I, yeah, all sorts of drama begins to unfold. Well, yeah, it ruins their amazing monkey date where they go and feed monkeys and monkeys are all jumping all over them and they're adorable and they're like, Wah! I'm on your hair. And you're like, oh, it's, it's this cute monkey. He wants the food. Hilarious. And the three of them, if they didn't have a bunch of drama, could have just had a really good time enjoying these monkeys. This is a way better date than the first two dates. I know I was down on those first two dates. I went surfing's okay, but everybody was bad at it. This date could have been an actual great date for everybody involved. But Joey's... time with a monkey... But we're getting ahead of ourselves because the re- real reason why it becomes real bad. First, at first, it was just going to be awkward, but then it becomes real stupid because before they go on the date, they let everybody get drunk around poolside to make sure that drama is going to happen on the date because that's how these producers' minds work. Right, and and drama does indeed unfold. First off, all right, we're gonna have to talk about Tyler, not Tyler, our friend, but Tyler on the show. Just Tylering it up, isn't he? No, no. Because uh, we like to tease Tyler, our friend, but to continue to say that Tyler is Tylering it up, that Tyler's being such a Tyler, is not fair to our friend Tyler. Our friend Tyler is not a shitty person like this Tyler is. This is this like evil Tyler. I have Nega Tyler written down in my notes. This is this is Boca Tyler. It's a completely different beast oh, we're fuck, dealing with Boca here. Boca Tyler. The, like, man, I first really noticed it, because before Tyler was just like, oh man, this dude's 
kind of dumb, and he says awkward things. Sorry, our friend Tyler. Uh, <laughs> just Tylering it up over here. Just Tylering it up all over the place. <laughs> but I've never heard our friend Tyler say something like, oh, yeah, uh, t- I think uh, Shannon, she has great potential. Great potential for what? Like, she's not a stock portfolio. She's a human being. Yeah, yeah, no, he he, he does come off uh, rather rather sleazy uh, this and episode. It- and it just continues to get worse and worse and worse as we go along. But we'll get there. That was just the first opening salvo of this shitty, awkward pool scene. Yeah, I've got I got Tyler as the real bad guy, question mark, question mark, question mark, right now here. Because, you know, I'm not fully willing to let Michael off the hook yet, but there are things that happen in this episode where it's clear that Michael is not the real villain of the season. Yeah, no, he did a fun dance. I mean, how can he be the villain if he did a fun well, it's dance? Not just, it's not, well, villains can do fun dances, too. No, I don't believe that. Have you seen Spider-Man 3, where evil Spider-Man does his stupid dance? No, I I, I didn't I didn't see that movie, because I thought it was going to be garbage. Wait, you well, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't garbage. People give it too much shit. Uh, Honestly. I, 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 I did not get into the Spider-Man movies, I just... What? Sorry, I'm going to throw it out there. The second one was real good. The second one was so good. They they just weren't my bag. I just, I don't oh, know. Man. I wasn't excited like, by them. Like I wasn't Spider-Man titillated. One, like, Spider-Man 1 was, like, the best superhero movie that had come out in about a decade. You know, since Batman Returns. I know yeah. some people count Blade, but A, I'm not a big fan of the Blade movies. B, Blade's not a superhero. He's a guy who hates vampires. Sure, he's in the Marvel Universe, but he's not a superhero. Don't get it twisted. Okay, okay. Now that we're done arguing about Spider-Man movies... You're wrong, by the way. Uh, Ozzy gets involved in a love rectangle. Because he's going on the date with Carolina. And Catherine's up on him trying to say, Oh, look. You know, okay, no, it's like a love hexagon. Because later on, it's it's gotten real stupid. It's like, it's real unfortunate that it's all these people who are going on this date. Because right. Gianna, can't, Gianna can't get over either Hayden or Michael, even though she hadn't no real basis for a connection with either of these motherfuckers, and she knows she's not a match with either of these motherfuckers, but she's got tunnel vision and can't see anybody but these two guys. Meanwhile, Hayden's gonna be going on this date with Catherine, and Catherine is talking to... uh, Catherine's talking to Ozzy, and then Carolina comes up to him and says, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, no, Catherine, Catherine is talking to Ozzy, Carolina comes up and talks to her, and Catherine's like, Oh, I don't know, you know, you keep, you know, coming after people quick. I just don't think it's, you know, don't, like, you know, don't think that it's a sure thing just yet, because that's what happened with Joey, and she comes up and is like, Oh, what the fuck? And then Joey comes up and says, like, Joey sees that Carolina was off with her guy, getting all, like, Oh, I think I love you! And he's like, This is bullshit, fuck you, yeah, he, he does. Just, he does rage out about the whole situation. He just situation. starts fucking hulking out about this thing. He comes up, he's like, I need to go back up Catherine. I'm like, you and Catherine, there's nothing between you. There never has been anything between you. Like, I haven't even seen that you guys are friends or anything. But he's like, I gotta go back her up. And he go, backs her up just to fucking yell at her. And then, poor Ozzy, he's clearly had a lot of shots because it's pool party time. And that's when you do all, all your shots. He's sitting here, all, when he's and talking to Catherine, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm drunk, and yeah, you know. And, then, like, everybody starts yelling, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> he does, like, he runs away, doesn't yeah. he? No, he just sits there, he's like, I don't know, I'm too drunk for this. And I'm like, I've been there, Ozzy, I've been there. Yeah, no. <laughs> sitting there way too drunk for a bunch of drama that's happening around you, and all you can do is just sit there, like, shrug. So, you just, uh, you can't, your legs don't work anymore, you're just you're stuck there, you're cemented in the spot. I didn't hear half of what you said, because I was thinking about old Simpsons episodes, because I'm drunk and now everybody's fighting, why? Right, there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I felt real bad for Ozzy, he's having a real bad time at the pool party. But he does, he does um, energy, say the name of the episode, he says, Joey's just butthurt. And there yeah, they, they say the name of the episode in the episode. Yeah. Boom, you're yeah, welcome. He, yeah, he did that later when they were on the date, and he sobered up. And so he's, when they're on the date, he's sobered up and ready for the drama. Because, uh, you know, he's on the date with Carolina, and uh, 
Joey's Joey and uh, his date or Joey and Carrie are, Carrie's like you keep talking about Carolina like we're on this date and he's like no I'm not bringing her up literally that was he just beautiful did. that was beautiful he gets <laughs> right off this rant and he's like when do I talk about her? when do I talk about her when do I bring her up it's like literally just now Literally, we walked up here after feeding these monkeys with your coconut drink, and you're like, fucking Carolina, fucking Carolina, grr, grr, Carolina, and Carrie's like, yo, this sucks, you're ruining this amazing monkey date, which should be the best date that will be on this show ever, until the end of time, because yo, you're hanging out with monkeys and feeding them, and they're jumping all over you, and they're adorable, with their tiny little hands, and their faces, man, that's a good date, and they ruined it, he ruined yeah. it, He squanders it was it. all him. It was all him. He ruined it for everybody. And so, like, he comes up to Caroline. He's like, we need to talk. And then they start getting a shouting match. And as he comes up, he grabs Caroline. He's like, yo, okay, cool. Bye. Later. We're done here. Like, so he is sober up and he knows what he needs to do. And he, what he needs to do is he just needs to separate him and tell Joey to go get fucked. Right. And then he then he turns to the camera and says, like, I, you know, he's just butthurt. And accurate. Accurate. And there we go. Name of the episode. Episode Boom. named. Boom. I'm surprised they didn't give it a gra- I'm surprised they didn't give it a graphical treatment. You know, they gave it to they Butter. gave it to freaking uh, Jersey Shore Junior with his high hair, eyebrows, and a tan. Yeah, he, he did get a graphic, him. didn't he? Yeah, I know. But like, Ozzy says the name of the episode, and it doesn't pop up. Go like, bing. Like, if I were editing this episode again, hire me, MTV. Uh, I would uh, I would have had it pop up and do a little ding noise when he said it, so you know, like a here little it is. picture of an ass with like a bandage on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of... Uh, God. Speaking of speaking ass. Of, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're interstitials, man. Like, when they transition to shows and they're, like, dividing up the screen and, like, it slides in, like, a video of somebody, like, one of the contestants being like, oh, look at me, I'm sexy, I'm going to look into the camera. Like, do you think that they just, like, set for, like, a day, like, either at the start or at the end of production, is like, all right, we need a bunch of B-rolls. If you guys look as sexy into the camera... We need some B-roll of you three ladies walking away from the camo with us zoomed in on your ass. I, I think like, that's, that's exactly what happened. Right. There's like a whole day of production just to get B-roll for these transitions of them just kind of smolderingly looking into the camera while they're like in it. There was one with Michael where he's like up against a tree and being like, oh, hello there. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> he's just moving hay back and forth. No, that would be Hayden. Oh, you're right, yeah, Hayden would be better for, for moving the hay back and forth, yeah. wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, he's wearing a cowboy hat, and he's just driving a thresher with his shirt off. He <laughs> just tips his hat to the camera. Exactly. Get another one where he's just walking with a horse. <laughs> These are Indiana Feed. things. Yeah, this is exactly, I've been to Indiana, that's what happens. Yeah, I've been to Indiana too. I've, you see a lot of horses, and a lot of corn, but usually not tattooed on anybody. Yeah, typically not. That all that whole pool scene and that whole date, all that, all that got wrecked. Then we get to them voting on the truth booth, and I had a realization. They vote on that shit before they get back from the date. Right, right, right they do. So they don't so, even know how the date's gone. Exactly, like they're going completely blind based on what happened at the pool earlier that night, and that doesn't, you know, they're missing key pivotal information. Like if I. Or maybe they do, because they voted the way for Ozzy. It, the way it's, uh, it looks like they're they're voting while the, the couples are still on the date. Right, but they voted for uh, they voted for Ozzy and Caroline. Although there was not, there wasn't the consensus to vote like there was the previous two times. Like the previous two times, everybody that they showed was voting for the same people, which doesn't necessarily right. mean that everybody voted for those people. But you know, like you could probably guess that it was a clear majority. This one, not so much. Yeah, this one, um, the, the other uh, couple they were, it was um, Hayden Catherine were the other couple yeah. that was uh, the kind of the contender there. I, I don't was think anyone paid any attention to, to the Jordan. Um, with Joey? Face. Well, yeah. that's, why, that's what I'm thinking that they might have, they do, they might vote afterwards because nobody voted for Joey and Carrie. Right. And if you were looking at those dates, you wouldn't either. Right. You would be like, oh, yeah, nope, that went bad. Yeah. I mean, like, but were, were Joey and Carrie, like, really a thing before the date? No. That's true. No, they weren't. He's, he's pretty much, ever since the end of the last episode, like, 
Like, Carolina, like, jumped back on the trying to find somebody wagon, like, pretty quick after that. And he was just like, nope, I'm going to be a total asshole now. Right. So I, I think, you know, like, uh, just based on, on, on how he was behaving, I mean, people might have known to stay away from it. True. But, like, if they don't know what's going on in the day, that's crucial information that they need. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I have no idea whether or not they know. Yeah, the way they edit it makes it look like they're doing it while they're on the date. Right. Which, I mean, could make sense from a production standpoint to send them uh, there, down there. So, we do, after they uh, come back from the date, the Ryan Devlin, this trickster god, strikes again. Like I said they would. Like I yes, said he would. Comes in, yes, comes in with his offer. Can I taunt you with this tantalizing offer of $150,000? <laughs> I'm Ryan Devlin. Right, and uh, again, there was this this faction that 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 seemed to be like you know we don't even know if they're a match that we we could be wasting our our time here. Yeah, well, and but but these these kids, they, the, you know, I'm I'm proud of them for making the right decision. You know, they did. They make said, the right decision. Enough of them said like we're already five hundred thousand in the hole. We can't lose it. We can't black out again. We need to know everything we can. And they all make the decision, and the head of the and the jury forward and Derek, who only exists on this show to give you play by plays and be the jury foreman, is something I noticed in this episode. The head of the jury uh, gives him the verdict: no trade. If we like, weren't literally- doing a podcast and and we, I didn't have to look at the cast every week after the show, just be like, make sure, like, oh yeah, that's who he's talking about. Like, um, <laughs> I, I would have no idea was. Derek was even on the show. I would just exactly. be like, who the fuck is that guy? Because he only shows up for these scenes. And then later on, he show like, we, we get a bunch of talking heads with him. The only reason why I know him is because I wrote down all their names. And I have, every time he shows up, my notes are all about, oh, Derek is, is talking, is smart with the trades. And so all I know is that when the trades show up, Derek's there being like, we got to make the right decision, guys. And then Ryan Devlin looks to him like he's the leader of the group and being like, is that Derek? What's the decision? I'm like, why? Why is he the guy you're talking to? <laughs> Derek, you're clearly the adult in the room. Derek, this is the only reason why you have us on this, sh- have you on this show. And this is the only scenes we're going to edit you into. <laughs> Just Derek keeping the group together. What's the good on Derek? you, Derek? This is your job here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's, he's emerged as a leader among his peers. So Derek tells Judge Devlin their verdict. No trade. And then Judge informs them of the sentence, which is no match. No match. Obviously. Obviously, these two aren't a match. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Just because Carolina sees him while she's drunk and being like, hey, you're cute, doesn't mean they're a match. You know, it's what we've been saying this whole time. So so next week, tune in to, to see Carolina make out with somebody else and then go and to And then the truth they'll booth. send her into the truth booth. Again, they keep, like... I mean, to be fair, this is the first time she's been in the truth booth, but I feel like she's going to be in there a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I can just, you can see the pattern starting. Catherine, like, you know, but Catherine was being shitty shitty about it. Like, I said, like, obviously they're not a match, but Catherine's like, ha ha ha, fuck you. It's like, damn, don't you want to win this money? Oh, she's, she's one of the people, I, I think like a bunch of these kids are going to get way too emotionally involved and they're going to try and fuck this up for everybody else. But I don't even understand it. Like, even if she doesn't like her, she's like, ah, fuck you. You didn't find love. Ha ha ha. I'd be like, if they were a match, I'd be like, go, she's off the fucking show. I don't have to see her anymore. You know? Like, right. if I didn't like, if I didn't like somebody on that show, I'd be like, you better find your fucking match quick so I don't have to see your stupid face anymore. That would be mine. Then you can, you can go off to the honeymoon suite and fuck off over there. Yeah, I'd be voting him in for the truth booth every single time. Like, we need to find this motherfucker's match. I don't want him around anymore. <laughs> okay, get this guy out of here. We need get to him find out him here. love. You can go bone in the fucking honeymoon suite as long as I don't have to see your fucking face anymore. Oh, I wish I could deal with, like, all my enemies that way. Just be like, yeah, I, I need to get, help you this, find love. Just go fuck in this cabin. Get out of my life. <laughs> oh, man, that's why they're, they're my enemies. It's just, they're, all their love lives are shit. I gotta go fix yeah, this. You, yeah, you gotta be matchmaking. Oh, okay, look. I probably should edit this out of this podcast, but I won't. But what if we wrote a script for a movie where that was the plot? Where somebody <laughs> I think is that's like, a great idea. All the people that he hates are all lonely, and so they keep hanging around, and he's like, fuck this, I gotta find them all dates. But he hates all of them. <laughs> He's just got to overcome it. He's just like, there's a whole montage where he's teaching them how to dance and shit. 
and they're just dancing real shaily, and he just wants to punch him, but he has to calm down and be like, <laughs> and like do like Zen meditation breathing, and then like the whole montage is like that. This is a great idea. Let's do it. I, right? I like it. Oh man, we should make that movie. Uh, we be won't. So if one we of these should. fucking listeners of yours steals our fucking idea and makes a million dollars off of our idea. That At this was point our in the podcast, idea. I know who you all are. At this point in the podcast, I know who all of you are. I know who's looking at this. I can have a pretty good guess of who our 14 listeners so far are. I I've got my eye on you, Dad. I know two of those plays and two of those downloads are me. I know one of them's you, Chris. So that's 11 yeah. other, mo- other of these motherfuckers. We're going to figure out who all of you are. We're going to make sure Tyler. you don't steal our brainwaves. Tyler, I know it's you, Tyler. Yeah, don't Tyler this up, you fucking guy. <laughs> you fucking Tyler, goddammit. <laughs> you fucking Tyler. Love you, Tyler. But not yeah. the Tyler from this show. The Tyler from this show is garbage and I hate him. He, he was kind of kind of scummy tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty bad. Yeah, he and he... Um, so we, we have some drama after this that we, we need to get into. We're, we're, we're Tyler... Has some well, things revealed. Before we get to the Tyler thing, there's some other things that happen. We should talk about all the Tyler stuff as it comes. Because a lot of things happen with Tyler. Some of them involve I, I forgot other things two, word, two letter acronyms. Well, Joey's doing the same shit that he was yelling at Carolina for. Like, he went on this date, uh, he went on this date with Carrie, and then he starts hanging out with Catherine. Or, like, somebody else. I forget who. There's too many people on this show. But he starts no, going I, out, I think he, he did hang out with Catherine. Girl, and they start he? making out. Yeah, he, I think he made out with Catherine. Um, that was one of the ooh moments. Osvaldo shows up, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he got a haircut, or he like uh, just had his hair down, because he usually has it like greased up. And if that's the case, you should not grease it up. You should leave it down, because Tierney was into it. Do you remember this? Yeah, she she said he looked Tierney like... Tierney sees um, Osvaldo uh, with his boy band hair. Yeah, she said he looked like Johnny Depp and Crybaby, and I was, I was really impressed that she knew I thought, what it was. Like, I looked up, and I was like... I don't know about that, but he definitely looks like he was he could be in NSYNC. And she is she is down. She is down to clown. She is down to fuck. And she tells that to somebody else and they're like, Oh my god. And she's like, I wanna yeah, jump she on does his specifically dick right say now. She's like she's like, I wanna jump on that dude's dick. And it's like, go for it, Tyranny. That's what this show's about. Go take him on to that boom boom room, shit on his chest. What's is this that is, what the boom this room is? MTV. Is that what the Probably. Boom Boom Room is for? I mean, I'm not that's quite what, that's sure what yet. what kids are into these days, right? Oh, no! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. These people are and all this is to, we get, Now we're to the point... Now we're to the point in my notes where I wrote down Nega Tyler because I have wrote down Tyler's being the least Tyler, Nega Tyler. <laughs> because he is just... He's just going around. He's just... Like, yeah, you're supposed to mingle, but he's he's coming up to all these girls and trying to be like, oh, yeah, you're great. You're the greatest. No, you're the greatest. No, you're the greatest. Yeah, he does. He does. And he, to, to his credit, it, it, it works for a minute. I mean, it works to get him a hand job. Yeah, he does indeed get he, a hand job. Somebody even cops to it. Yeah. No, and I'm like, I was like, cause I was like taking notes and I looked up and I noticed it was like the black and white cam. I'm like, reality shows only do black and white cams when they're having sex, but I don't see much going on here. But later just, on, it was revealed just, he was getting handy under a blanket. just our friend Tyler getting under the covers, hanging out with some chick on the couch. Yeah, but it's, it is revealed later that that that, that black and white cam was because Tyler was getting handy under a under a blanket. Yes, he did. That's a thing that happened on this show. Didn't even go to the boom boom room. Nope, like again, right these people the want to get room. caught. Like animals, they want to get caught. <laughs> and so. This is about around the time where they do get the uh, giant hashtag balloon. I believe it was for, uh, I forget who they were, I forget who they said was a perfect match, because I was just so taken aback by this, and so shocked that this was a thing that was happening on a television in front of my eyes, that everything else about the scene flew out of my mind. We get to the ceremony, Osvaldo's got his hair back up, you know, it shows that he's not in it to win it. Because if he was in it to win it, he'd keep his hair down, and then Tyranny would jump on his penis. Yeah, that, that is indeed how you win this game. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, Tyranny, Tyranny she's, she's not a bad-looking bad girl, you know? If you got no. your hair like that, get her on that dick. Get her on yeah. that dick, that's what you're here for. Go that's to the boom-boom boom room. came here to do, kiddo. 
Like, ungrease your hair, go take a shower, get all that grease out of your hair, let it go fall down kind of over your eye like that, look like you're in a boy band, send her a selfie, be like, yo, I'm in the boom boom room, and she will jump up if the boom boom room was on the second floor, and I hope it is because it helps with this, she's going to line up a trampoline, and she's going to jump up through the second floor window and land directly on your penis. And that's, that's a, a thing that's that could thing happen. That will happen. <laughs> it's a thing that could physically happen. That's if that's how we predict this out. is going to happen. But no, I hope it you're happens. going to fucking all up. Yeah, it's, if they if if that happened on this show, I would take back everything I said. I would say MTV is the greatest channel ever. Chris Bryan, you have the best taste in television. What have I been missing this whole life? But it won't happen. Because he keeps greasing his hair up. Yep. So, Osvaldo, thanks for fucking this up for everybody. Most of all for yourself, Osvaldo. Most of all for yourself. You fucked it up for yourself. Yeah. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. She would be bouncing like a goddamn gummy bear up on your dick. And and you want that. that that's something that, that you want to do. I want that for you, Osvaldo. I want you to be your best self. And your best self is having tyranny jumping on your dick. And it could happen. All right, they really speech through this ceremony. They're just like, they're like, Ryan Devlin's not grilling everybody about their choices. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Some of them, they didn't even show, like, them picking. They, like, they even right. edited that exactly. part out. They were just like, Michael and this person, come on down. Bloop, Bloop. here's the gif. Yep, and showing the hand gifs. The gifs of their hand scanners. No, that that really scans their DNA. This MTV spent a lot no, of money the on this. No, scans their DNA. What the fuck does a hand scanner do? It's a, uh, I guess they want to scan your fingerprints, but it's just a GIF. You know that. Yeah, I do. You know, it's just an iPad set up to play a GIF when somebody touches it. Thought MTV had state-of-the-art technology. I guess not. Well, I mean, iPads are pretty state-of-the-art, state of I guess. Yeah. I guess. Like that, there's, there's a lot of good technology that goes in uh, there. The retina screen, all that. Apple, yeah, you better pay absolutely. me. You better pay me, Apple. I want my money. I'm a tyranny. I'm a tyranny cam. I want my money, Apple. Two episodes in a row, we end with one of these non, uh, non-suspense non commercial breaks with Tyler. Uh, Tyler being like, oh yeah, you know, something happened, but I was real drunk. And then she's like, I gave him a hand job. Because but it initially, was a drunken hand job. Yeah. Well, he was drunk. I don't know how drunk she was. She Yeah, she, she didn't seem so amused that he was blaming his drunkenness and... Why can't yeah. you just be like, I, I got a handy? She like, was just, like, we just, shared that. Just own it, kid. Yeah, just own it. She gave you a handy. She jerked you off under a blanket. It's something that happens. You're adults. Yeah, you. So. good for you, man. Like, we would have been proud of you. You just owned it. But the problem is that he's building his own fucking love. He's building his own weird love web throughout the thing. So he's already got Taylor mad at him because he was going around talking to uh, the girl that he brought up. I forget who it was. Did he bring up Catherine? Or, I don't know, man. There's too many people on this show. But, essentially, he's got Taylor, who was kind of been with him from day one. Like, hanging mm-hmm. around him, thinking that he's cool. Then he's got this second girl that he brings up. And then he has a third girl who gave him a handy. Yeah. And so... Because Tyler's trying no, to No, that's right. The girls are picking. So, a girl picks him. And it wasn't Taylor, and it wasn't the girl that gave him a handy. That's right. Okay. I that's think what it was happened. Sh- wasn't it Shannon? Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was Shannon. She's so tiny. Yeah, she's, she's so another little. one she's that I, I don't feel voice. like we've seen a whole lot of Shannon. But I remember who Shannon is because she's very distinctive. Because she has a squeaky voice and she's little. Like, not super little. She's probably like 5'2". Uh, but, you know. she She's distinct. She, she looks and sounds distinctive. So I'm able to pick her up out of a lineup. So, yeah, she brings him up. And Taylor's all like, wow, that was going to be my pick. And there's a whole thing. So he brings up pretty much out of nowhere that he got a, that he got a handy last night and makes her say it because Ryan Devlin's like, Hey, what happened between you? And she's like, I gave him a hand job. What? And then Taylor's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing Taylor's that people like, do, Ryan. And like pretty much everybody's like, yo, Tyler, you fucked up. Including Michael where I'm like, um, you know, Michael can be a real dick sometimes, but you know. He's calling Tyler out for the shitty thing that he did of being like, "Hey, you should have told, you should have told Taylor that you got a handy under a blanket from some other girl. Like that's a thing she should know." <laughs> it's it's pertinent information, man. He's like, "I guess I'm the bad guy." 
And then while they're walking away, she's like, are you all right? He's like, everything's fine. I'm not, none of this matters. And it's like, okay, Tyler's the villain of this, of this season. He's the one who's going to ruin yeah, it for at least, everybody. At least in this episode, he is. I mean, we, there's there's a lot of show left. We'll see who who becomes the real drama cows here. But again, the only way that somebody leaves is if they find their perfect match, and if the way that Tyler's going, that's not going to happen because he's playing with everybody. He's not going to consent to that truth booth, so he's going to be around this entire time. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't I don't suspect Tyler's going to make it to the honeymoon suite. So he's going to bring around that whole time. Hey. Michael might end up in that suite. Like, he was only shitty to Gianna, and they're not a match. You know? Yeah, like he... no, I think I think Michael will probably get sent to the truth booth a few times, for sure. And, man, they keep having those little... Those little commercial stingers with him. Like, they keep bringing him up. Like, they're building... Yeah, they're building... They're building him up. The producers are building up Michael. They want you to like him. He's gonna be... He's gonna be our hero of the season. I don't know if he's going to be our hero, but I, he's definitely going to be well, the one that House Weekly is talking to. And I don't watch the after show. Because, God, I would you can't make me watch that after show. Nobody can. I, I watched a little bit of the after show. But I'm sure he's going to show up on there a lot. I, I feel like he, he's the guy who they're like, yeah, this guy's going some, some places. And if that place is, again, from last week, if that place is to be a Trump impersonator on... You know, re- let's redo Mad TV. He could be the new uh, Frank Caliendo. You know, if that's where he's going, I feel like that's a good place for him to go. But otherwise, they're probably just going to stick him on a bunch of other MTV reality shows. They're probably going to throw him in the next real world. Uh, he'll 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 actually probably go to the challenge. Oh, the challenge! That's, I don't. I've never that, seen that. That's where. Oh, that's that's what comes next. It starts like uh, in February here. That's like what the real oh, world, world like, challenge became. Uh, they just made it the challenge, and then they throw yeah, so they could throw like shows? okay, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's probably yeah. you'll probably end up on that. Where the ones where they're like, well, they didn't win this reality show, but people liked them, so we better keep them around. Yeah, people so, want to see him get drunk and then fights more often. So, uh, so, but like, yeah, two episodes in a row, they like end on. Tyler before a commercial break so I feel like the first one I was like this is nothing the second one was something like I'm still like not like holding my breath in suspense through the commercial break but I'm like hey you know I could see how somebody might if they were like really invested in this drama right so I feel like the first one was foreshadowing the last time they're like oh where are we gonna cut the commercial oh do it here because we know in the next one he does something stupid so we're gonna build a narrative here so that's why yeah. I feel like they're setting him like he's going to be the villain, and they're definitely editing around that. He he on the after show, Tyler actually was um, like one of their phone-in guests, and he actually makes mention of the. Uh, he was like, "You guys are going to cut it, however you're going to cut it," and just kind of like saying, you know, they're they're going to edit it together to make him look like a bad guy. So he 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 he's definitely like aware of it. Hey, hey you you want to know who says that? The guy who is the bad guy says that. Because he knows yeah. he's getting edited to be the bad guy because he's the bad guy. Like, yeah, they can edit however they want, but all they can do is take shit out, you know? They can't make right. shit up to put in there. They can juxtapose things to try and create a an illusion, but everything that got said had to have been said. Like, even if they're moving audio from one place to another, all that shit you said, you said. Sorry, buddy. Like, yeah, the editing only goes so far. Yeah, they can do a lot of shit with it, but you need to have said that shit. Yeah. Like, all they can do is cut shit out and move it around. That's all they can do, man. No, like, and I, I'm... Yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm just saying he's whining Like, about that Tupac it. hologram shit is expensive, and they're not going to spend it on your dumbass. No Tyler hologram for you. Yeah. No Tyler hologram for anybody. And, like... And that's the other thing. They had to call him in. They didn't even want to fly his ass out there. They didn't even want to be in the same room as him. They're like, well, you disgust us, Tyler. You disgust us. Right. I feel like this is a good uh, point to... Uh, we'll just end out the episode, and then I have a few other things that I need to talk about, about the viewing experience, about things that weren't in this episode. There's this kind of weird thing with Andre, where, like, he's kind of sitting here being like, like, he's been glaring this whole time, and then they do, like, an aside with him being like, Taylor's one of the most beautiful girls out here, and she's getting disrespected 
I'm like, when did this thing happen between Andre and Taylor? Like, why is he, like, starting, like, being like, I better be, you know, her knight, you know? Better protect her from all yeah. those tree branches coming her way. Yeah, he, uh, he's definitely, uh, uh, I think they might be setting something up there. Like, that might be, you know, next, we'll see what happens next episode. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got, we got Derek back with the play-by-plays. If maybe if, you know, it's not a terrible idea, you know, maybe they're one of the two lights that we got last time and, you know, I'm feeling good about this. Everybody's going after their heart. So I feel like, you know, like he's just doing play by play throughout this entire thing. Like they only bring him in where they need somebody to dryly explain the mechanics of the game. Like it's the only thing that he does. Like, what is he doing the rest of the time? Like, is he just not getting drunk as shitty? And just like, is he not like getting real drunk? And is he That's just not probably person? it, actually. Like, yeah. he's just hanging out with a beer, talking to women, and it's like, ah, this is an interesting, cut him out. And he's just kind of over there being like, oh, yeah, so, you know, what are your interests? And, you know, oh, hey, that's cool. You know, I like this. Like, he's doing, like, proper dating things, and, like, in the background, he's, like, chatting up all the women, trying to figure out, you know, oh, which one of these girls am I compatible with? But meanwhile, the editors are like, cut all that shit out. We need these drunken assholes. Meanwhile, Derek's, like, playing the game like a mastermind and, like, finding true love, and none of us are seeing it. <laughs> No one... <laughs> Sorry, Derek. MTV didn't do you right. MTV MTV is like, well, we better better bring this kid in when they're talking about how to make the right right decisions in order to win, but other to otherwise, nope, you're out. And so, you know, but they did a pretty good job this time. They got four beans. They did. They did. I was I was really surprised. So, all this is telling me is that the women are better at picking than the men. Right. Because women haven't blacked him out yet. Last week, the men were... I don't know what the fuck they were doing last week. Like, it was just... They apparently just were pulling names out of a hat, because none of that shit made sense last week. Right. And Ryan Devlin gives him a pep talk. He Instead of being the trickster god, he becomes their, their, their supportive father. Being like, see, you guys are using your heart. And that's the, you know... Apparently the tagline of this thing is like, you gotta follow your heart to win. That it is. That it is. Are you playing music back there? Over there? No. No, I'm not. I think you're... There's a train, like, on the far tracks away from me. I think oh, there's could be a train. Picking up. Yeah. Stupid train. Train, you can't stop us! You can't stop us trying to silence train. us. This train is garbage, and I hate it. I hate the train. It's ruining the entire cast. So that's the episode. But I have to talk about the commercials I've been seeing. Yeah, we, there's there's some commercials we do need to talk about. Well, I, we're not seeing we're not even seeing all the same commercials. I don't think. Right, right. I'm no, watching on cable, so I get. You're cable watching it on too. cable, so you're getting a probably a much wider breadth of commercials than I am. I'm watching it live on their website, so I'm seeing. Like each, I'm seeing like the same five products being marketed, and then like a handful of commercials for each of those products. So there's this Mountain Dew commercial. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, got... I, I do not. Okay, so there's this Mountain Dew commercial where they're skateboarding in a. There's a bunch of kids skateboarding in a parking garage. Well, that's and extreme. Just... Yeah, it is. It's real extreme, and then. This kid does goes up on like gets up on like a raised ledge and like goes to do a kickflip over a SUV, and that's real extreme. But then these dark clouds start popping up, and like the whole place gets super dark and all the light like there's like thunderstorm lighting going on, and it starts playing like serene classical music at the same time while everything's like looking Lovecraft and Silent Hilly in the background while he's like flipping over this car which now looks like this desiccated husk and then he well, that's, lands that's also pretty extreme yeah it's extremely terrifying but also you've got this like soothing classical music playing and then it ends and he's, it says like the, t- the tagline is like the whole world likes like make the whole world fade away I'm like, Dumb, what are you talking about? Mountain Dew now. You drink Mountain Dew and you get sucked into the alternate world where the evil black smoke is trying to murder you? Is that what you mean by the world fade away, Mountain Dew? Like, I'm drinking, uh, like, I drink Mountain, I drink Giant Mountain Dew. I'm starting to think maybe I should stop. It's just yeah, there's something, there's something sinister about that. 
Yeah, it's it was real sinister, and I saw that commercial every single break. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I I don't think I saw that one. Okay, that one is uh that one apparently is a hot internet exclusive. The other one I wanted another one that I wanted to talk about is this movie A Dog's Purpose. Have you been seeing the commercials for that? Yeah, yeah, I I believe they had some some drama in the news recently. Um something about like oh, the animals they? weren't being treated right on set. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good reason to not see this movie. The other These good reason These fucking guys. The other good reason not to see this movie is because I saw the commercial and I already know how the fucking movie ends. The dog dies repeatedly. No, that's the, what happens during the movie. But just by watching this commercial, I already know it's like, oh, he keeps reincarnating as dogs until he finds the guy who he had him as a kid. Because he shows up to him like the all these commercials, every single one of these commercials end with him coming up to this old dude in a field and dropping a football and the kid used to play football it's like where did you find that and then like he throws it and then the dog comes up and licks him on a face and it's like oh it's such an amazing story it's like cool don't need to see the movie now thanks know how it ends I didn't think you needed to really see the movie to begin with I don't I don't know that the dog's purpose had much more to offer other than this dog repeatedly dying yeah I mean and uh, you know you know I'm a big fan of that <laughs> It's just every, just but all these know, vignettes of the dog just dying, increasingly horrific deaths. Now that I know how it ends, I can't even derive enjoyment of this of this dog repeatedly dying over and over and over again. Thanks for ruining that a dog's purpose. You just like you ruined everything else. Just like you ruined those talks while you were filming <laughs> the movie. Yeah, exactly like that. Oh man, and also. The Lego Batman commercials. I'm sure that movie's probably good because the Lego movie was good and it's got a lot of funny people in it. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's always a good bet. But these commercials are making the movie so unappealing because they're so obviously cut all to hell. Where right. it's like all these all the dialogue they're putting dialogue onto scenes that they clearly aren't saying that dialogue in. And it just makes the whole movie look insane. And it's like the the body language of these Lego characters is not matching the dialogue that they're saying. So it just makes your movie look insane. Also, Michael Sarah plays Robin and it doesn't sound anything like Michael Sarah, Which was weird. Oh, is Michael Sarah the Robin in that? Yeah. Michael Sarah is Robin. That is weird. It sounds nothing like him. It's like, you obviously, like, Bar- uh, uh, Batman, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously that's that's Will Arnett. And, you know, Batgirl's like, oh, yeah, obviously that's Rosaria Dawson. But it's like, Robin is... Robin is... Is Michael Sarah also Zach Galifianakis is a really weird choice for the Joker? Oh, Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah, that is kind of a weird choice. Yeah, it's like Zach Galifianakis is funny, and obviously you want somebody funny to be the Joker, but uh, that's not—I don't think that's a good voice character match. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, I haven't really seen like paid too much attention to the commercial, so I guess I have to dig into it a bit more. Also, the song that they keep using for it is they're doing, they took black, they took uh, green and purple and then did black and yellow instead. I'm like, yeah. cool, so you, so you get, you guys took a song about weed and then changed it for this kid's movie. Well done, guys. Well done. You guys are cool. All right. So there was those commercials. Um, those I, I did I see. About. What do you have for me? Um, uh, I'm talking about fucking Stranded on an Island with a Million Dollars, the MTV's new hit reality show. See, I wasn't going to bring that up because I like talking about bad things on this show. That show actually looks pretty good. That is not a show that we will talk about on this podcast, but I might watch it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have to watch it. Like, I, I just really like the, the whole mix of just sticking a bunch of assholes on an island and, and leaving them. Yeah, you've got assholes left on an island. You've got, you give them a million dollars, but then they can use that million dollars to get shit airdropped in. And apparently one of the things that they will airdrop in, because this was in the episode, was like a little bungalow gazebo thing. Yeah, like all sorts of fancy shit. (laughs) So a couple of people in here decided that they need to spend their money on like a little gazebo thing that isn't even full shelter. Like it's literally like a gazebo. It does not have walls. This will be a so great they, place to sit and read my books in the afternoon. Yeah, they sit, and it's like has furniture and like, you know, amenities. Yeah. And so the whole thing is like, 
So people, anybody can start spending this cash at any time. And then in order to get any money, you have to stick around until the end of, so for 40 days. And then that money gets split up. But if you need to get out, you could shoot a flare gun and get out. And then you're gone forever. Right. So like if you need to get off that island, so like if you get hurt, boom, you're gone. You got a flare gun yeah. so you can get taken out to a medical thing. And it seems like once you're flare gun, you're out, you're out. And then you're not getting any money. That's that's what the commercial may look like. But oh god, if somebody gets hurt and they need to flare gun out, I hope they pay for their medical expenses, because that would suck to get no money and then also a medical bill. <laughs> oh, that would blow. I'm pretty sure MTV will cover it. I think it really, honestly, I I, I am so waiting for MTV to, to to kill like one of their cast members on their shows. Like, um, well, it's not going to be this one because, well, no. not this season at least because if they killed somebody, they wouldn't air the goddamn show. Right? No. They, Only they, Deadliest Catch does that shit. Only Deadliest Catch does that shit. But Deadliest Catch was more of like a documentary series, like and reality show at the same time. Right. Like, you know, that guy didn't die because he was on a stupid reality show. That guy died because he was fishing in Alaska for crabs. And, like, that shit's dangerous. Yeah, for sure. And also he chain-smoked. That dude smoked way too much. I didn't watch Deadliest Catch, really. Deadliest Catch, was, Deadliest Catch was a pretty good show. Oh, I'm sure it was. I mean, it looked interesting. I just never caught me. Um. Yeah, this, this, this stranded on an island with a million dollars. Like, I'm getting some colony vibes out of it, and... As I mentioned in the first episode, The Colony is probably my favorite reality show I've ever watched. The first season was. The first season of The Colony. If you could dig that up somewhere and go watch it, that's a good time. Uh, For sure. Yeah, this is giving me some of that vibes. And I I feel like the whole idea of like people just spending their money on like real dumb bullshit... Like, some people are there, it's like, I'm going to win some of that million dollars. And other people is like, fuck you, I'm here for a vacation gazebo time! This is a chaise lounge. Motherfucker, they got a chaise lounge. $100,000 for a chaise lounge? Let's do it! I got a million dollars, bitch! But but it's everybody's million dollars, so... You better share that <laughs> I, motherfucking chaise lounge. I feel like it's gonna be a, a pretty fun show. Yeah, it's like... You know, I, yeah, I really wish, like, people would do more shows like that. Like, where... Like, because you've got competition reality shows... And then you got, like, the ones that are, like, game shows. So you've got stuff like, uh, like, you know, Hell's Kitchen, where it's like, eh, it's not really a game show. It's, like, more like, you know, oh, we're in this tournament, and then people get eliminated, and, you know, it's okay. Like, I don't hate Hell's Kitchen, but I'm never going to go watch it. This is something that I'm actually thinking, like, maybe I should watch this show. Uh, It looks looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. But we don't talk about good shows. On this podcast. No, we We talk not. about terrible shows. And we're out of terrible show to talk about for this week. Alright, so I guess that's a wrap here. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, one thing I should mention. We've got a new theme song. If you listened to the last episode, you will have heard it. But I recorded it before I had gotten it. So our theme song is uh, Party Monster by the Functional Citizens. Who are our friend Robert Smith the bassist in that band they're kind enough to let us use it so you know i want to shout them out you can find them on spotify you can find them on Bandcamp. you know where to find bands i don't need to tell you where to find bands but they have a spotify they have a Bandcamp. this is a serious outfit it's off their album inhuman resources you sound like you want to say something i i just i i actually um i've listened to the album it, it is genuinely worth your time like if you you like good punk rock fun music you will enjoy it yeah, it's definitely, you know, some high-energy punk rock. Uh, it's it's fun punk rock. Uh, it's not, you know, there, you've got your fun punk rock, like your Ramones and all that, and then you got, like, your, you know, anti-flag-style punk rock, like hardcore punk rock, where it's, you know, just only middle fingers to the government. You know, if you're punk rock, you need to have some middle fingers to the government, but you can have a good time while you're giving middle fingers to the government, and this is that kind. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really fun album. I, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and... I, we don't have to. We, we don't have to tell you it's good. You're about to listen to it right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. Of course, you are. I've been Adam Schwally, and I have been Chris Bryant, and we are the Trash Collector. Have a good day or night, whenever, everybody. But the podcast is ending now, so goodbye. Goodbye. Party like a monster. Party like a monster. Party like a monster. Party like a monster.
Come on.